We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into episode one of Mizzou That's Who. We'll tell you all about it coming up next. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome into episode one of Mizzou That's Who, a Mizzou sports podcast on KC Sports Network. I am one of your co-hosts, Tucker Franklin. I'm joined with Gabe Diarman of Power Mizzou and of course Maggie Johnson. We've got a great show planned for you. We've got a great season really planned for you. But first, before we really dive into what we've got planned for you guys uh, today and beyond, got to give a shout out to Charlie Hustle. We're all wearing, repping our Charlie Hustle merch, got the nice Mizzou line. Listen, but if you like other things other than Mizzou, they've got stuff for you too. So go to charliehustle.com, check out everything that they got in store. And you know what? Might have some more stuff coming soon. You'll just have to you know, just have a stick around and find out if they got more stuff. So uh, it's my pleasure to be on this podcast with uh, with you too. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, happy to talk Mizzou sports on KC Sports Network. I know. We are all over the state here right now when we're hopping on this virtual room right here. Maggie is in St. Louis. Gabe, you're in Columbia. I'm in Kansas City. So we got the whole state covered, just like hopefully Mizzou does when it comes to recruiting, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. But before we get started, Maggie, I'd love for you to kind of introduce yourself and, and tell some folks about you. Hi, guys. I'm Maggie Johnson. Um, you probably see me on Twitter as at Maggie L. Johnson. Uh, huge Mizzou fan, Mizzou grad. I am uh, consider myself a true daughter. I grew up all over the state of Missouri, but mainly in Sedalia, Missouri. So hopefully, shout out to Smith Cotton High School if anybody's listening. Um, I love Mizzou so much. I'm just a super fan, really. And I'm just really excited to get a talk to these guys about Mizzou sports. Um, surprisingly, I don't have a lot of girlfriends that like to talk about football, but hopefully I'm going to get that changed uh, now that we're on the podcast. So I'm really excited to be with you guys. and. Um, yeah, M-I-Z. You'll see you. Uh, Gabe, you're a man that needs no introduction. If, if anyone who follows Mizzou sports, they know about Gabe DeArmond. Gabe, how are you doing today? And I just I give a little brief synopsis about yourself. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I run a website. You may have heard of it. It's it's not Twitter.com, um, but I'm on there every now and then. But no, uh, have have been running or working at Power Mizzou since 2003, August of 03. Uh, I graduated actually from Mizzou in 1998, so I don't think 
quite before you guys were born, but like I can talk about people that a lot of people covering the team now go, yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, it, you know, including I noticed my new writer was born in 1999. So that's awesome. I've been around a little while. I can be the uh, I can be the history buff. And I already know the reaction to this podcast is going to be. Where do I get the shirt that Tucker is wearing and why the hell is Gabe wearing a Kansas City Monarch shirt? And look, guys, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've, I've still got a, another job to do. So we uh, we maintain the uh, the veil of objectivity here. There you go. You can't ask for anything more. A pros pro. I'm not a pros pro, and so it just comes down to that. Maggie and I, both fans, we're going to be repping the Mizzou stuff. Gabe, Gabe is here to keep us in the middle. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm dramatic. Uh, I overreact to things. Um, if you know that from the Chiefs, I'd do that as well. Uh, and I do the same thing with 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 Mizzou football, and, and I'm excited to talk about Mizzou football. It's something that I think KCSN is needed in this space. You know, we did last year have Making Mizzou a podcast with Tommy Saunders and uh, Martin Rucker, two you know, giants from, from the Mizzou alumni. And they talked with coach drink. They talked with uh, Mike Alden. They talked with, you know, Gary Pinkle. So they had all kinds of guys. You can go back and listen to those episodes on the same podcast feed that you're listening to this right now. They're not going to get old. Those episodes of their stories that they told back when they played that that's not going to get old. That's evergreen stuff. So make sure to go back and, and listen uh, to those episodes as well. And if you're listening on podcast, uh, the audio side on, on Spotify, on Apple podcasts, Make sure to drop down, give us a five-star rating. Those help us out a whole lot when it comes to discoverability of the podcast. Share this with your friends. Make sure people know if they're Mizzou fans that, hey, there's a new podcast out there going to be talking about Mizzou sports every week moving forward. And big topic, uh, Gabe, I know you've been out there covering Mizzou football practice, the, the fall mm -hmm. camp that's officially started. And, and I think they put the pads on on Sunday. So I think we can officially start talking about football. Is that fair? Can we can we start that? Yeah, now? that. That sounds right. I mean, I've seen slightly more than you guys have probably, but not a lot. Um, you know, back back in the day, it was, I mean, I remember, you know, up till 2012, it was literally every practice wide open. You could talk to whoever you wanted to. You could report whatever you wanted to. We would do virtual play-by-plays of practice. I mean, I would have to get babysitters and stuff because it was 15 hour days now i don't know how many practices missouri has i know i've been allowed to see 30 minutes of three of them so obviously <laughs> so you know that everything is, absolutely that is plenty <laughs> for me to just lay out the complete depth chart tell you the game plan absolutely all the knowledge that you'd ever need to know in 90 minutes well then who's starting qb i actually kind of think i do know that one <clears throat> i'm be surprised if it's not brady cook um, I, I, I mean, he came in as number one and just, you know, again, nobody's saying this on the record. I know, uh, Drinkwood said on the radio in Kansas city last, last week, he thought he'd know by the end of this week. I imagine he'll tell us like Tuesday before they play Louisiana tech or something, right. but I, I would, I, I don't gamble. I don't know if you guys do. If so, if, if I gambled someone else's money, I would put it on Brady cook at this point in time. You should go to DraftKings. That'll be available in Kansas here pretty there soon. You Use promo code KCSN if you're going to sign up in the Kansas <laughs> Kansas Sportsbook. Uh, but I, I think that too, and, and I even tweeted something out that I was really overanalyzing a clip that they tweeted out from like day three of practice and like it shirts, shorts and t-shirts. And I was like, well, Drinkwood said 
ones up and I saw Brady Cook run towards the field. So he must be the number one quarterback. And uh, maybe maybe that was something that I overlooked. But listen, the last the last video they put out, they showed every quarterback. So I think that I think I'm in their head. So somebody got fired for uh, putting the clip of Drinkwitz saying ones up on, on social media. Yeah, I think well, so, too. Well, I'm like, let's let's be real here. Brady looked great in the bowl game, I thought. I think he went like 27 for 34, uh, a passing and a running touchdown. I mean, I think he's done. He's been here. He loves Mizzou. He wants to be at Mizzou. I think he's done more than enough to really earn that Louisiana Tech start, and I'm hoping he gets it. He, he also, in that bowl game, everybody's got to remember, he played by the head coach's choice without the best player on the team. Yeah. You know, I mean – you got to grade him on a curve versus what Connor Bazelak did all year because Connor Bazelak had a guy that ran for 1,700 yards in the backfield, and Brady Cook had guys that didn't. Mm-hmm. That's that's another question that I think that we, we I guess we could dive into is 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 that position of running back Tyler Beatty was. Well, I, this is probably an exaggeration, but 95% of the production from that offense came from Tyler Beatty. Uh, so now you're looking at a guy and, and you know, the Mizzou has brought in a couple transfer running backs and that's another situation that they've, that they've been, that they've been talking about. That's been talked about in, in Drinkwood's press conference, I believe to open up camp. He was even asked about that a couple of times, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the pieces around him are going to be really interesting. Um, Sam Horn has been, has been one of those guys who, you know, he took number 21 as a quarterback. Yeah, it was his high school number. I absolutely love it. I know a lot of people don't like it. It's probably the same people that don't like Sky Moore wearing 24, the same people that don't like uh, 21 uh, from from Sam Horn. But, no, I think I think this quarterback battle is, is good. It's healthy uh, for the team moving forward. Brady Cook, yeah, I think that he is that guy. Um, it's one of those things you got to – it's his job to lose, so to speak. Um, and I think that's that's probably a good position for them to be in. But I think Drinkwitz has kind of been, been tight-lipped about it. I don't think he wants to give anything away. They brought in, you know, Jack Abraham. He doesn't have a number so far on the roster, uh, according to he, the roster. He got it last practice. He's, okay. he's wearing number 16. There is no expectation when you wear 16 and play quarterback in Missouri. <laughs> I mean, they put no pressure on that <laughs> Yeah, so I don't even know. Nobody ever wore 16, right? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so that's another interesting storyline to watch of, of that relationship there. Uh, how do you think that's shaken out, Gabe, with with that whole uh, competition, with, with Abraham coming in a, as a transfer? Well, the interesting part to me is really the offseason. We have had this argument 8 million times on our message board. <laughs> and look, what Eli Drinkwitz is going to say now to the people, and this is – like this is the thing he's best at so far in two years is PR and getting his message out and convincing people that, you know, it's, that's the truth. I, I've got bad news for you guys. I I don't know if you know, coaches lie to us a whole lot. (laughs) Right. And they they lie to you guys a whole lot, but um, I, I mean, he will say, you know, Hey, we just, we weren't chasing a starting quarterback. We were just, we needed another guy in the room, especially if Sam Horn went pro and, that's true. I mean, they needed another guy in the room. Now, the truth is Jalen Daniels probably would have started here. JT Daniels probably would have started here. And Gary or Jerry Bohannon, I still don't know which one it is, despite the (laughs) fact he visited here. He very well might have started here. The thing was, the guy they got maybe isn't quite as ready to beat Cook or Macon or Horn or whoever out for that job. Um, I I think the impressive part about it really is that Brady and Tyler Macon stayed. 
because I'll be honest, if I'm one of those guys and I see the coach doing that all off season, I'm going, yo, that portal looks pretty good right now. You know, because I want to quarterbacks, the only place where only one guy plays like you're talking about running back. I'm not sure it matters who starts, Mm -hmm. you know, because three or four of them are going to play. But quarterback, if you're not the guy, you may never play it down all year. And and I think it says something about those kids that that they were willing to stay and fight for another year. It's been a huge topic of conversation amongst my uh, Twitter group chats as well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think a lot of them will be pretty mad if anybody accepts. Um, Brady Cook or Sam Horn but, starts, which I'm not a let's start Sam Horn right away. I'm not that type of person. Um, I'm a coach's daughter. I'm like, he needs to come in. Maybe by the end of the season, he'll be ready. And I think, like you said on Power Mizzou, Gabe, kind of depends on how the season goes. Yeah. Like, if we're not playing well, um, put him in there. I mean, I'm I'm ready to build. Like, I'm not looking for, like, immediate success. I'm looking for long-term success. And um, I think we start with Brady and then see what Horn can do maybe later on. Here's what nobody's been able to answer for me though. Like you say that, that, you know, people are going to be upset if it's anybody, but Brady cook, why would any fan care who it is? As long as it's the guy that Eli thinks is the best guy. I mean, you know, I understand people get attached to guys in, in recruiting and all that, but I mean, I, I still remember the night the chiefs drafted Mahomes over, uh, over Deshaun Watson. I was, furious i'm like well they don't know what the hell they're doing right and then i saw mahomes play one game and i'm like oh okay i'm okay with that i mean (laughs) just play the best guy i don't know why we care who it is unless you're related to him i think there was a little bit of um i think because we didn't put another court kind of like what we're talking about is that the season's not going well like put another quarterback in i think it's because he didn't do that last season and i think a lot of fans are kind of like um like do we trust and i mean i trust drink i believe in drink i want to make that perfectly clear but i mean i do think that there's a lot of questions about whether or not um he'll do that again like keep a player in that maybe shouldn't be playing so i just think that's maybe why but yes i agree i don't really care who he plays if he's if he played the best and that's who the wide receivers and the offensive line and everybody feels most comfortable with like that's who i want and, the and look, he's the only guy that's got four million dollars riding on picking the right guys. So <laughs> that's true. true he, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't know what you guys get paid. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. Just wait until the you know DraftKings opens up in Kansas, then I will too. Um, no, um, that I think that that's that's a really a, a really good observation because. I, I kind of think maybe I'm reading into this a little bit too much. You'll you'll find this out about me. I like to read into things probably a little too much. Uh, I think Drinkwood's almost attitude has changed a little bit this year, especially in front of the uh, the media. His SEC media days seemed way toned down than it was in years past. Maybe that's just because you know he he's now now he's got all of his guys. I thought that that was a really interesting quote he said from uh, his opening pressers. Like everyone chose to be here now. That's kind of the difference of, of what in years past is everyone chose to be here. Um, and, and that's, I, I just think the way that Drinkwitz is, is going about it. Yeah. He's still doing his stuff on, you know, social media. You got K state fans mad at him for tweeting some stuff. He, he's got other fans upset. He's going after Tennessee on a Jim Rome show. I mean, he's doing that stuff, but it seems like it's been a very, uh, I don't know. It's just been a very different vibe from him. Do, do you kind of get in that game or am I, am I thinking about it too much? He said it was going to be. I remember he went on Feinbaum in the offseason and said, my dad told me I got to win some games and quit talking, right? And (laughs) so in front of us at a podium with tape recorders in front of him, I think he's probably a little more mellow. But then he 
gets on with Jim Rome and he takes a shot at a team that was ahead of him 35 nothing 12 minutes into the game. <laughs> you know, I mean, he yeah. literally can't shut it off. And as yeah. a fellow smartass, I appreciate it. And <laughs> like, look, Tucker, I think you agree. I love covering guys like that. Like, I could Absolutely. write Gary Pinkle's press conferences before they started. And Barry Odom made Gary Pinkle look exciting in uh-huh. a press conference, <laughs> right? And and I don't say that's not to say bad things about either. Most coaches do that because the second they don't do that, they get roasted for not being able to shut up like Eli does sometimes. I think it's great for my business. If I'm the AD, if I'm the communications guy, I'm thinking, maybe could we see what happens in Manhattan before we start saying these things? But that's who he is, man. It's not going to change. He's, I, I really think he's absolutely not capable of totally shutting it off. And a lot of fans actually appreciate it. You will get a few Tennessee fans that will comment and hate it. But I had multiple Tennessee fans that I know on Twitter reach out to me and be like, I think he's hilarious. And he really didn't say anything negative about the University of Tennessee. He was just kind of talking about the situation. And he kind of made more fun of us than he even did Tennessee. Because he's like, we lost by, (laughs) or we've lost multiple times to you. So, I mean, I think it's funny. No one hates on Lane Kiffin. I know they're not exactly the same. Lane's had a little bit more success maybe at Ole Miss than we've had so far at Mizzou, but I mean, I'm okay with it. Eli's the guy, if he's your coach, you love him. Mm -hmm. If he coaches literally anybody else, you probably hate him, (laughs) right? And and that's that's fine. I mean – there, there's no problem with that. Uh, there's been a lot of guys like that, you know, that, that, Hey, if, if you're on my team, I love you. You know, Missouri fans love Jason Sutherland. Literally every other fan base in America hated Jason. Sutherland, so that's okay. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, and Drink has had some turnover in his time at Mizzou, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Defense really struggled last year, um, and that's putting it lightly. Um, When you talk about what this defense went through, it, I, I put in our rundown catastrophic here. Uh, Gabe, was that an overreaction? No. Okay. Is there – what's a word worse than catastrophic? <laughs> Horrific maybe? Is that it worse was, than catastrophic? I, I mean, it was unbelievable. I, I said <sighs> for the first eight weeks of last year, the opposing game plan was have a quarterback who will not fall down before he can <laughs> hand the ball to a running back who also will not fall down on his own. Yep. I, I mean, that was it. That's all you had to do. Um, and you know, so the two things we're talking about here, quarterback and defense are, they're not just the two question marks about this team, but Eli was hired because he's a quarterback guy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he hasn't gotten that right yet. Cause if you remember two years ago, he started Sean Robinson. Yeah. That was the wrong guy. And now he corrected it, 
but that was the wrong guy. And then last year, I think we were all, I remember tweeting in the second half of the Tennessee game, like he's doing Basilak a disservice by continuing to put him out there. Yeah. And I think it led eventually to probably Connor going, man, I feel like I was put in a bad spot and probably transferring. So year three, he's looking to get quarterback right. The other thing is the defensive coordinator, we're on the third one in three years. And when you are a guy who is exclusively basically one side of the football, Barry Odom was hired because he knew defense. What ultimately led to him getting fired as much as anything else is he hired the wrong guy to run the offense, right? He hired Derek Dewey. When Josh Heupel was here, it was fine. And when he hired Heupel, Missouri basically had two head coaches. Barry coached the defense, Heupel coached the offense. I think Eli's a little more involved on the defense than that, but he, you know, Ryan Walters, he hung on to him and, I never quite understood that because it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. Year two, he went out and got his guy, and it no part of Steve Wilkes worked. No. So this is his third guy, and this one kind of has to work. Otherwise, you're going – and I want to be real clear. I'm not saying Eli's going to be on the hot seat under any <laughs> scenario at the end of this year, but if you get to the end of this year and it's a third-straight defensive coordinator, you're going, he's not the guy. How How many do you let him pick? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a great a great point. Uh, Blake Baker comes in from after being the linebackers coach at LSU for a year. He does have some history with uh, Drinkwitz. I think they were at Arkansas State together. Uh, they coached there a little bit, but uh, so far I've heard great things from Blake Baker. And one of the big things about this defense is how many new faces are on this defense. I believe Drinkwitz said this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gabe. When, in this, and he said that there was a as a transfer every position on the defensive side of the ball this year. Um, a new face there makes sense and so he said he wanted to add competition so so maggie my question to you is how do you think that kind of helps with this defense they've gone through the third off defensive coordinator in in three years they've got a bunch of new guys in there what does this what does this lead to i think it helps them just reset i think it helps them like look at things and not be like oh my gosh we were so bad in the past they weren't bad they're new they get a fresh start they get to go in there and be like okay we're not ranked 100 and something in defense we've never played a game like we can bond we can do this like I I love that we brought new people in and then we have a few experienced people as well that are like you know that are going to be thrown in there um I love the turnover I think usually I I get really sad (laughs) when players leave just because I'm such a fan and I get connected to them um but I'm excited like people are excited about the defense and and it got better at the end of last year too like let's you know I think it kind of sucks learning new schemes because it does take a while and that's getting new coaches. That part, that's the part that kind of sucks, but I mean, I'm really excited where, where they're headed. And I know some people are a little like with some people are, might be a little too hyped up on some of the players that haven't really played a lot, but I still think they're coming in with that power five experience. And I'm really excited to see what the new defense can do. Uh, everybody's great in August, you know? Um, and, and But like, I think it's a, Hey, they're bringing transfers from Clemson and Oregon and A&M Florida. and Oklahoma state and Florida. I, that to me, I like that better than, and, and I, I, I try to say these things without like being too hard on it, a college kid, but like, I like that better than bringing your middle linebacker who's supposed to replace Nick Bolton from rice. Yeah. You know? And, and, Hey, I'm not saying it. Blaze Aldridge said midway through last year, I haven't been good enough, you know? Um, so 
and these guys, these are actually guys that played. I mean, Josh Landry didn't play a ton at Baylor, but I, I looked up these numbers for a story this morning. Jaden Jernigan and Christian Williams played almost 400 snaps for Oklahoma State and Oregon. Um, wow. Drayden Norwood redshirted at Texas A&M, but he's a, he's a guy that, you know, was had a chance, I think, to play there. Joseph Charleston a couple years ago was starting at Clemson. So these are not just guys that, that were kind of cast-offs. Um, I know – Charleston said yesterday that, that he played high school football against Tyron and Tyrone Hopper. I think every player is either a friend of theirs or a cousin. Yeah. Of theirs. Like they, they have recruited this entire team, I think. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, Baker talked to the media, I believe was that on Sunday uh, when he That's talked yesterday. to the media. Yeah. So, uh, I was impressed with what he had to say. I know that there's a couple of good questions that you had gave to him kind of about the turnover and everything like that. Uh, so what were your kind of impressions of, of how he's kind of handled it so far early on in camp? Yeah. I mean, it, before I answered, let me ask you guys, like literally what could a coach say in August that you would go, Oh no, I hate that dude. That's not going to work. <laughs> like there's lot. not much, right? Yeah. No. No, yeah. yeah. Inject well, everything into my veins in August, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, like, yeah, get, right, give right. me football, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> it, right. Like, I know it's a different sport, but, like, the next two months are as popular as Dennis Gates is ever going to be in his life. Right? Oh, yeah. Because he hasn't <laughs> lost a game yet. So, way to go, Dennis. I mean, doing everything right. Um, But, no, I, I thought Baker said, you know, a, a lot of good things, has good ideas. I like the four, two, five with the, mm -hmm. I like moving Martez manual down into the box as kind of that hybrid guy, because I think he's more suited for that than he is being stuck out on an Island with sec receivers. Um, but the one thing that to me, the answer is something physically, right? Like I, yeah. I've asked him a couple times, what's this defense have to do better? And he says, well, we just have to trust each other and be in the right place. And, I mean, I kind of get that. If everybody does what they are supposed to do on paper, it's going to work. That's how football works, right? Like call the touchdown play more. Well, we called the touchdown play and then the left guard hell, you know? Um, right. But my point kind of is it, it's got to be more whether they just weren't capable of doing the things or they weren't doing the right things. To me, the position I look at is linebacker. Mm. I mean, there were so many times last year that like I would go back and watch a play and I would slow down and I would just go, I don't even know where those guys are going. I don't know if they know where they're going, right. you know? And so I think it, whether it's Tyron Hopper and Chad Bailey are going to start, I don't know what they have behind those guys. I mean, Devin Nicholson kind of disappeared last year. You know, I, I think he'll get a shot. Chuck Hicks transferred from Wyoming. They've got a redshirt freshman named Damian Wilson that people like, but I, I don't know who it's going to be. But to me, if I can identify one spot where, you know, you got to be better here, I think it's linebacker. I agree. I feel like there were a lot of plays um, watching last year, and um, I, I like to watch a lot of games at home. I'm not going to lie, uh, because I like to <laughs> rewind, re rewind in real time. Better and it spirit. just they just looked lazy. There was a lot of plays that kind of just looked lazy, and I'm I'm glad we have Baker in here because I'm hoping that can maybe change. And I'm, I don't know. I'm just hoping to get rid of that laziness. Like <laughs> I just can't stand lazy football. That's I mean, I always like to quote my friend Sam Mellinger, who was quoting, I think it was Buddy Bell, who said, don't ever say it can't get worse. Like everybody's saying, <laughs> it's got to be better because it can't be worse. I mean, probably it can't be worse, but you never know. <laughs> the Steve Wilkes experience was certainly that. It was an experience. Um, I can remember when he was hired being like, being so stoked about that. I was like, you got an NFL D, 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 D coordinator on the defense side of the ball. Then they couldn't stop a nosebleed. So, I mean, it was one of those things where 
it just slowly deteriorated throughout the season. And it was one of those things that was just incredibly infuriating to watch. And it was the perfect example of before you see a guy fail, you always assume the best, right? Because the Mm -hmm. people who wanted that to work said, oh, this is going to be awesome. He's going to be able to go into kids' living rooms and say, hey, I've been a head coach in the NFL and I've been part of a Super Bowl team, blah, blah. And then there were also the people who quietly were going, but he hasn't been in college for 19 years. And Mm -hmm. if you talk to, like, look at Quinn Snyder. He's a really good NBA head coach. You know why he wasn't a good college coach? Because he would talk and the kids would look around and go, I don't, understand what he's saying like he's he's just too smart i don't know what he's talking about and so i don't it sounds mean to say you have to dumb it down but when you're dealing with pros who that's their job and they're they're 60 hours a week and all that versus dealing with a 19 year old kid who's on his third defensive system in three years who by the way he's got to go to geometry class and then you know he might be hanging out at the driving range with his buddies and and you're only allowed to see him two hours a day and all that it's a whole different deal. And so I, I think this is the time of year where we go in and, and we point out all the positives and, and say, hey, well, this guy was here last year and he's going to get better. And this guy has four stars, so he's going to be great. And some of those things happen, but very rarely do all of them happen. Mm. That's a great point. And I'm excited to look forward to what this defense can do this year. They've got a tough test week two against Kansas state. They face arguably the best running back in the country. Uh, and we're going to see if, what that can have. I got my tickets for that game and I'm fully prepared to be disappointed. Um, I think that that's, I'm going to that game uh, fully, fully looking to be berated by the K state side of this network. I'm already terrified that I'm going to see Willie Wild- Willie the Wildcat in real life again, and I'm not prepped for that at all. That's it's the scariest thing in all of. He college is sports. a creep. Yeah, he's not my type of mascot. Listen, I don't know who came up with the uh, hybrid type mascots of like, having a head and being a human at the same time. Awful! It's a terrible idea. Like like Casey Wolf has the fake head, but like nobody's going to dis- mistake that for a real body, right? Exactly. I mean, you don't put a mascot head on a human body. This should be. We should start a whole nother show on this. Honestly. Yeah, that's, that's another podcast for another podcast. But Gabe, Maggie, I appreciate you joining me for the first episode. This is the very first episode of Mizzou That's Who. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing with your Mizzou friends and family. Everything we're going on here at KC Sports Network with Mizzou That's Who. We didn't even talk about the show title. That's obviously, if you're a diehard Mizzou fan, you know that that's the Sports Illustrated title. Uh, when I believe Chase Daniels on the cover, one of my favorite. I, was like, I think that was like one of the... I'm going to age myself here. Sorry, Gabe. I was born in 1998, so I'm going to have to go ahead and get that out there. You were 10. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was 10 when it came out. That was the first Sports Illustrated I can remember buying with my own money. Uh, at the at the grocery store at the Hy-Vee, so uh, bought that bought that one, and I don't even know where it is now. But yeah, um, yeah it's a good name. Funny, it, yeah, funny story about that. After we kind of tweeted out and said, "Hey, this is the name." So uh, there's a guy I know who subscribes to our board. His name is Mark Godich. I hope he won't mind me uh, shouting him out here on the podcast. But he worked at SI for a long time, oh, wow. and he messaged me and said man, I really should have trademarked that headline I wrote. So I got royalties on it. So, uh, so shout out to Mark Godich for the headline, um, back in the day and, uh, and shout out to us for stealing it when it wasn't trademarked. It's great. Gotta do business. What you got to do. 
you really do. Well, that's going to be episode one. Thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next week with another episode talking about this Mizzou football team. Then we'll talk about the basketball team once we get started talking about the football team. So until next week, we'll see you later. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 